Everybody, I love you. I appreciate you. Let's go right to the word of the Lord on today. I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. As we enter into this last month, this last movement of this year, 2021, four installments that I want to talk about and really set the pace for 2022, live strong. That's going to be our theme for this month, live strong. I want to talk about four installments of how we're able to live strong spiritually in our lives. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thine sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our redeemer. Our first installment on today, I just simply want to talk about I'm built for it. I want you to simply just lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm built for it. Living strong is the alerting proof that danger may be ahead. Although the alarms of danger may be near, living strong is the reason the road was created. Resist the danger ahead by riding the road that you were built to stand on. I'm built for it. Our first installment of teaching on today, Living Strong, entitled, I'm Built For It. I want you to hear that quote again. Living strong is the alerting proof that danger may be ahead. Although danger and the alarms of danger may be near, Living strong is the reason the road was created. Resist the danger ahead by riding the road you were built to stand on. Repeat after me. I am built for it. Right here in Ephesians 6 and 10, Paul opens up this section of chapter 6 by saying, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might i want to say that again if we want to live strong paul says in conclusion in verse number 10 chapter number six in conclusion be strong in the lord draw your strength through him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. Living strong speaks to our needless and neediness and existing dependence in God. Our desire to live strong expresses that without the help of God, it decreases our ability to resist the dangers of life that come to push us backwards in our relationship with God. I want to say that again. Living strong speaks to the neediness, the neediness and the existence of our dependence in God. Our desire to live strong expresses that without the help of God, it decreases our ability to resist the dangers of life that come to push us backwards in our relationships. Paul says that if we are to walk in the strength of his boundless might, that we must, number one, draw our strength from him. 
I like that song that uh, William Murphy made and some others made. It simply says, you are my strength, strength like no other. In the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, lift me up, Father. The strength, Paul says that if we want to be strong in the Lord, number one, we have to learn how to draw our strength from him so that we may be empowered through being in concert and in union with him. Living strong requires and mandates that we have a healthy and viable communicative relationship with God. For without it, there is no defining union that links us to the strength and the power of God. So if we really want to set the pace for this living strong moment or this theme of living strong or to live strong, uh, number one, we have to learn how to draw our strength from God. We have to learn how to place ourselves in the middle of God, in the center of God, is where we will draw our strength. It's where we're going to learn how to endure. It's where we're going to learn how to be stable in God. But if we want to live strong, and, and Paul says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. But as you're being strong in the Lord, there is a moment where you have to draw upon the strength of God. Number one, we want to learn how to draw upon the strength of God. Number two, Paul moves on to say that if we're going to be strong in the Lord, then we must what? In, verses, uh, in verse uh, 11 here, Paul says that uh, we want to put on the full armor of God. For his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavenly, of a heavenly armed soldier. So that you may be able to do what? Successfully stand up against all the schemes and all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Number one, if we want to live strong through this, through this moment of teaching on today, this rhema word that I believe that is going to live and be active in your life, we've got to draw our strength from God so that we're in relationship, so that our communication is in, is in sync with God. But then number two, he says that to do that, to operate in this moment, in this season of your life, that we want to put on the full armor of God. For his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier so that you and I may be successful in standing against the schemes and strategies and deceits of the devil. Living strong represents or it reflects our spiritual awareness to be armed and to be equipped so that we may fight for the kingdom of God by defending our families, our children, and our generations from every scheme and trick the enemy seeks to bring harm towards us. Paul says that if we want to be strong in the Lord, number one, we've got to learn how to draw upon his strength. We've got to build a union with him so that we're operating and so that we're moving together, so that we're in rhythm, we're in sync, we're in timing. But as we become strong in the Lord, as we fight the good fight of faith, as we fight against the, the wiles of the enemy, as we fight against the divisives and the deceits, the tricks, the strategies, the schemes, 
issues of the enemy that we cannot fight empty-handed, that we cannot go into battle if we're going to live strong. We cannot go into battle without putting on the full armor of God. I want to say this again. We've got to be able to put on the full armor of God. This armor, it belongs to God. It's not something that I can buy. It's not something that I can make up. But Paul says that being strong in the Lord is a moment where you understand that you're fighting a battle that you need his armor. We're going to need his armor. Living strong reflects our spiritual awareness to be armed and equipped to fight for the kingdom by defending who? Our families, our children, our generations from the schemes and the tricks that the enemy seeks to bring harm towards us. Living strong is putting on the whole armor of God so that we are what? Successful in our approach as we seek to expose the hidden agenda and strategies of the enemy. Come on now, how, how many of you know that the enemy already has a strategy to destroy your ear to not hear this word on today? He already has a scheme. He's already come up with a plan. He's already come up with all types of ideas to deceive you that you don't have to have on the armor, that you can live and you can do and you can move without being in, 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 in sync with God, that you can do it on your own. The enemy has a strategy to distract you. The enemy has a strategy. He has all types of schemes to do what? To disrupt your relationship with Christ. So it's going to be very important that as we learn, Rock Church, in this season, to all of those that are looking today, to all of those that are here in person, uh, what does it mean to live strong? Number one, I've got to learn how to draw my strength from God. I've got to put myself in a place where I'm drawing upon the strength of God, where I'm drawing upon the favor of God, where I'm drawing and I'm, and I'm pulling on the knowledge and the wisdom of God on what it's going to take for me to fight against the schemes of the enemy. I need his strength. And what is his strength? It is putting on the full armor of God. Remember, the enemy always has a plan to do what I said it before, to disrupt and to distract us from keeping our eyes on him. His divisive plans has always been to do what? To steal, kill, and destroy, as John 10.10 10 says. His, his plans have always been to do what? To kill, steal, and to destroy God's word that has been placed in us. The enemy, from the time that Lucifer was cast from heaven, his job was to do what? To be an accuser of God's creation, an accuser, uh, a destroyer, a thief of what God, God made to be good in the earth. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And to deal with this type of thief, uh, you can't just have a gun in your hand. You just can't have the right words in your hand. But Paul says to deal with this type of thief, to deal with this type of spirit that is going to cause you and I to live strong, we must put on the full armor 
of God, putting on the full armor of God, this, this armor that reflects something uh, that is likened to an armed, heavenly soldier, a soldier that is prepared for battle. A soldier that understands he needs every tool in his hand. He, he needs as many weapons. He, he needs his map. He needs his compass. He, he, he needs food for the journey. Uh, he needs his strength. And, and, and they find strength in what? Their skill to survive. They find their strength in their discipline. Come on now. They, they find strength in their strategies because they understand that their enemy that they're fighting already has a skill already has a divisive plan to destroy them. And so Paul is saying that if we want to live strong, number one, we've got to draw our strength from God. Number two, we've got to, we've got to be able to put on the full armor of God. But then I like this, living strong means that putting on the full armor of God says to the enemy that we are armed with the word of God and the commands of God's authority. Come on now. Uh, his armor represents his word. His armor represents his authority. His armor represents his strength and his power. So number one, we want to learn how to draw our strength as we live strong in this season. Number two, we want to begin to clothe ourselves and to adorn ourselves by putting on the full armor of God. Number three, Paul teaches us here, and Paul teaches that when we put on the whole armor of God, we must recognize that we are preparing for battle against the forces of the enemy of darkness. Come on now. If we want to live strong, living strong in this season uh, means that you and I must prepare for the battle and we must prepare for the fight. We must prepare for the warfare that the enemy of darkness is bringing into our neighborhoods, bringing into our homes, bringing into the lives of our children. Whatever it may be, Paul says that we must draw strength from God. We must put on the whole armor of God. But then I like this, what he begins to, how he begins to build this this battle or, 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 this, or this fight that we're preparing for, uh, he says it right here uh, in, 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 in Ephesians 6 and 12. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but it is against rulers, it is against the powers, it is against the world forces of this present, of this present darkness, and it is against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. Paul teaches that if we put on, number three, if we put on the whole armor of God, we must recognize that we are preparing for battle against the forces of the enemy of darkness. And he tells us, I want you to understand this, you're not fighting, your struggle is not against flesh and blood. Your struggle is not that we're contending uh, with, with physical opponents, uh, but we're contending with rulers. We're contending against the, the powers and, and against the forces of this present darkness. 
We're contending in battle against the spiritual forces of wickedness and heavenly and spiritual places. So living strong with the armor of God is to know that we're defending the earth as warriors and soldiers in the kingdom who are prepared to do what? To contend with these four issues, rulers, powers, world and spiritual forces. They are unseen spiritual devices that are used to do what? To tempt, to distract, to deter the attention, to deter the church's attention away from God. The enemy comes to do what? He, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but how does he use his plan? He has to have something that is living and breathing in the earth because he understands that he has no power in the heavens. And so what does he do? He uses people. He uses policy. He uses government. He, he uses judges. He, he uses family members. Who, whoever he can use, we must understand that in this region, as I begin to, to talk to our founding father, and I called him, and I said, Dad, I just need your wisdom. And he began to talk to me, and he said, Son, when you look at the rulers, and you, we look at the powers, and we look at the world and spiritual forces that come against us, these are four different principles that can live in one state come on now uh, that can live in one area we we understand right now that that there is a that there is a worldly force of murder that represents and that lives over this region in our city come on now uh, the spirit of murder uh, the spirit of poverty the principality of poverty we're fighting against uh, a, a spiritual wickedness where the teachings and the, and the doctrines of the church have been turned upside down. So Paul is saying that if we're going to live strong in this season, that if we're going to fight for the honor of God, if we're going to walk in the authority of God, if we're, if we're going to take on the battle of the rulers and the powers and the world and spiritual forces that, that come to affect our ability to, to think right and to, and to manage our, our communities and our educational systems, that we have to do what? We have to understand that I'm not fighting my brother naturally, but I'm fighting a spirit that comes to say that murder is okay, that killing African-American men are okay, that, that, that allowing poor and homeless people to just remain on the streets when we have empty buildings sitting abandoned, but we would rather build new townhomes than rather build places where homeless people can go and have a place to live again. We're fighting against the spirits of the government. We're fighting against the spirits of medicine. We're, we're fighting against the, the spirits in entertainment. We're, we're fighting against all of the powers of media today. When you look at it, media has become an enemy to our generation. It's destroying them by, by saying that it's okay to kill yourself. It's okay to commit suicide. Come on now. Uh, Y'all hearing it now? Uh, uh, we, we saw the studies. We, we've heard 
heard the, 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 the hearings where you can go on Instagram and put in and, and see how you can commit suicide. And after that, it'll take you to so many different, different places that'll show you. So we're fighting against what? The spirit of suicide, a principality that is living in this generation. If we want to live strong, church, we have to understand that we're not fighting against our brother and our sister. We're fighting against the spirit and the forces that come to distract, that come to destroy, that come to kill, living strong. I am convinced now more than ever than I have ever been that we the church must remain armed with the full armor of God if we expect to win the battle that the enemy has brought against the authority and the likeness and the image of God. These four principalities that we mention in verse number 12 are used to hold mankind hostage to the workings of the enemy so that it can work against God's creation and all humanity. you got to understand that the spirit of the enemy wants to divide God from man. It, it wants to divide creation from man. It, it wants to accuse God that he's not God. It wants to accuse God that he made a mistake. It wants to, it wants to confuse mankind that God is not who he says he is. And so when I look at you, if we're going to live strong, you got to remain focused and keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. You got to stay out of these conversations that causes you to rationale if Jesus is really real. And because if Jesus was really real, he would have never let grandmama die. If Jesus is really real, all of this murder wouldn't have happened. If God really loves me, he would not have taken me through all of this. Yes, there is a moment where life hits you, but then there is a moment where you got to understand the enemy wants to use your bitterness. He wants to use the loss of a family member. He wants to use the loss of a job. He wants to use the loss of relationships to deter your relationship from God. And he wants to accuse the God that you've been serving that the God you've been serving is a lie. And so I put, I, and so I stand on his word today. Come on now. You've got to put on the whole armor of God so that you're able to face the divisive schemes and the tricks the mental tricks that the enemy plays on your mind. Oh, God doesn't love you because he lets you lose your house. And God doesn't love you because he lets you be mistreated. No, 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 no. That, that's, that's not true. Come on now. Life happens. Can I say it? Uh, yes, God can control life, but, but life happens. Come on now. If God solved every problem we had and stopped us from having problems, then there would be no reason to trust him. There would no, be no reason to call in God because problems send us to the face of God. This is why Paul says that before you arm yourself, you've got to find strength and you've got to draw your strength from him through having a union, a relationship so that you can be empowered through his boundless might. I like this today. Somebody say, I'm built for it. Come on now. Uh, I believe that Paul is very intentional in warning the believer 
and warning the believer to not get caught up in fighting and contending with one another that we lose sight of the enemy. The enemy wants us to fight against each other, church. The enemy wants us to cuss each other out. The, the enemy wants us to take your family over here and your family over there, and the family never, ever speaks again. The enemy wants to use divisive schemes to disrupt family, to disrupt marriage, to disrupt friendships. He wants to use divisive schisms where the Republicans and the Democrats can never, ever get along and while they don't get along, he's working his agenda, the agenda of hate, the agenda of bigotry, the agenda of racism, the agenda of poverty, the agenda where only the rich make it and the poor are still what? Hurt, broke, and surviving off of nothing, but we're still arguing with one another because we cannot see the right plan. The plan is to destroy your family. The plan is to destroy your marriage. The plan is to let you get off of work and you go out to the strip club and you spend all of your money and then you get home and you and your wife are fighting and now because you're not happy at home, man, you fall into an adulterous situation not understanding that the enemy is using you to destroy your marriage. He wants the marriage. He doesn't want you. He wants the marriage. Come on now. Uh, he doesn't really want your kids. He wants your family. Come on now. He doesn't want your family to survive. So you've got to be able to understand that fighting with your wife all the time is a trick of the enemy. Fighting and cursing your children out is a trick of the enemy. Love the hell, as Pastor Ray Beatty, my good friend, taught me. He said, love the hell out of your children. Love them until the hell is all gone. We got to get to a point where we can clothe and armor ourselves with the armor of God so that we're prepared to fight against the plan of the enemy. I want to live strong. Come on, somebody say, I'm built for it. I'm built for it. Here it is. Paul continues to say, he says, and I believe, and I want to go back to it, I believe that Paul is very intentional in warning the believer to not get caught up in fighting and contending with one another that we lose sight of the enemy's main goal. And that is to what? Steal, kill, and destroy the works of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. However, putting on the armor of God puts you and I and it puts you and I in a place where the enemy is on notice. That we are aware of your dirty and divisive tricks. Understand this. Uh, you ain't tricking me no more. Hallelujah. You, 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 you're not going to plant a seed in my life. and You're not going to plant a seed in my mind and cause me to go home and argue with my girl because I'm frustrated about not having enough money to pay the bills. <clears throat> I'm frustrated because my job laid me off. I'm frustrated because things are not working in my life, and so I now take it out through drinking. I now take it out through drugs. I, I now take it out through pornography, and, and I take it out through so many other things, not understanding that when I look around a year later, two years later, a month later, I don't have my family, and my family's divided. We don't talk anymore. We don't eat together anymore. Me and my girl don't go out anymore, and now the family is broken because I took my eye off of the plan that the enemy was wanting to do from day one, destroy man and his family. 
destroy mankind's ability to produce in the earth as God created us to produce. If we want to live strong, we got to learn how to operate with the full armor of God being in our life. I like this here. Paul says in the next verse, in the next verse, verse 13, he says, therefore, he reminds us again, he, he says it, he says it the verse before, but then he says, therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to do what? Successfully, there's that word again, resist and stand your ground. Can somebody say, I'm built for it, I'm going to stand my ground uh, in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands, stand firm in your place fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. Paul says that after you draw strength from God, after you develop this relationship, after you can trust and after you know what the plan of God is for your life, and after you know how to walk in the plan of God, and after you know how the enemy's getting ready to come after you. And then number two, you got to understand, he says, we're not struggling to fight against one another, but we're fighting against what? Rulers, power and world forces and spiritual forces that come against us. Paul says in this next verse that having done everything that the crisis demands that we should stand firm in what? Our place being what? Fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. I want to read that again. And therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands. Come on now, we're, we're in a crisis and the crisis has demands. It demands that you and I resist the enemy. It's demanding that we are what? Standing for firm in our place, fully prepared, immovable, and we're already victorious. When I and you and we, we put on the full armor of God, it says to the enemy that we're ready for battle. We know your plan. We, we know you're going to throw some darts. We, we know you're going to throw some bombs. We, we know you're going to set some traps. But because I have on the full armor of God, I'm fully prepared. I, I'm immovable and I'm victorious already. Living strong demands that we are completely covered. Come on now, that, that we're completely covered with the armor of God so that we may respond to the enemy's tactics by doing what? By standing and resisting his ways of destruction. I like what he says. I like what Paul continues to say here. We're, we're just going to read a little bit as we close this out. Living strong means that we're, that, we're, that we're fully armed, we're fully adorned, and we are aware, fully prepared, we're victorious, we're immovable because we're learning what it means that we have to resist. How do we resist? i got to stand my ground. I like what it says right here in verse number 14. It says, so stand Stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth. 
personal integrity and moral courage around your waist and having put on what? The breastplate of righteousness and upright heart. Uh, uh, Ephesians 6.14 but, but then Isaiah uh, Isaiah 11.5 references is this like this also righteousness will be about his loins and faithfulness the belt about his waist. Come on now so when I put on the armor of God there are different pieces that I need to put on and you got to put them on in order. Paul says being fully armed in God that as you live strong that as you're prepared to go in the battle that as God has revealed the tactic on how the enemy has come to destroy your finances how the enemy has come to destroy your marriage and how he's come to destroy your mind and your emotions and your intellect how the enemy has attacked it to deceive you to cheat on your girl how the enemy has attacked it to deceive you to go out here and get drunk and now you get arrested and now you get arrested and now you have a DUI and now you can't get your job that you need because you got issues with your driver's license he shows you the plan but he says that if you want to fight this battle the right way and you want to live strong you got to stand firm and hold your ground having tightened come on now the band of truth come on now your personal integrity and your moral courage come on now your personal integrity and moral courage come on now uh, as you fight this battle you got to put that band of truth around you come on now you got to put it around your waist come on now so that it can hold you come on now I hide the word of God in my heart so that I might not sin against him come on now the band of truth when the enemy comes to speak nasty thoughts in my mind I'm going to be clean in my thoughts come on now I'm going to be clean and ethical in the decisions that I make but then he says having put on the breastplate of righteousness come on now having an upright heart come on now if I want to fight this fight of faith and we want to live strong we got to put that band of truth around us and then we got to put on the breastplate of righteousness come on now it represents a righteous heart uh, come on now a heart that is set to please God a heart that is in tune with the mind of God but then I like what he says he keeps on going here come on now uh, in verse 15 uh, he says that if you want to live strong having strapped come on now, on your feet, the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy. Come on now, with firm-footed stability. Come on now, and the readiness produced by good news. Come on now. So uh, in the beginning, when I put on the armor, come on now, I go to the table, and I said, I need to put on moral and spiritual and ethical integrity. Come on now. I, I need to be integral in this fight. I need to be honest in this fight. Come on now. I I and then I need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Come on now. I, I need to be dignified. I, I need to be conscious in my heart and in my soul as I fight this fight that my heart is upright before God but then he says I don't need you to walk out here with your Nikes on come on now I don't need you to walk out here with your Air Jordans on with your Balenciagas whatever y'all wearing but I need you to do what to strap your feet with the gospel of peace so that you may face the enemy firm-footed 
instability and the readiness that produces good news. Come on now, uh, Isaiah 52 references this here in Ephesians. In Isaiah 52 and 7 it says, How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, Your God reigns. Come on now, uh, 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 the armor of God says that God's authority still reigns, that God is still king, that God is still the champion, that God is still the lover of my soul, that no matter what the enemy does, that God can never be defeated. And because I'm in God, because I'm a child of God, because I understand the salvation of God, I've developed a union with him. When the enemy sees me, he understands that he's already defeated. So go ahead and throw your punch. Come on now. Go ahead and start the fight. I understand and that when you see this armor, that when you see that my feet have already been prepared with the peace of God, the authority of God that'll bring good news when trouble arises. That'll bring good news when you get bad news. Come on now. Uh, uh, the authority of God, the peace of God brings salvation, hope, joy, deliverance. Come on now. Where there is worry, there's going to be hope. Where there is sorrow, there's going to be joy. Where there's trouble, there's going to be peace. With their sadness, I will give you happiness. Come on now, Paul is speaking to us. I am built for it. I, I, I want to live strong, but how do I continue to live strong? You got to keep putting your armor on. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish, come on now, all flaming arrows of the evil one. Come on now, I put on the waistband. Come on now, that's my moral consciousness. Come on now, that's the integrity that I have. I put on the breastplate. Come on now, that is the uprightness of my heart, the pureness of my heart. Come on now, it's where the issues of life are controlled. and They are under the control of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Uh, and then I learned that I can't walk into battle with the wrong shoes on. Come on now. I, my feet are strapped with the peace of God. Good news, love, peace, hope, joy. Come on now. The season of Advent. Come on now. The birth of Jesus Christ. You've got to understand that in this season that the enemy wants to attack the birth and the season that Jesus was born. Oh, y'all ain't hearing it. He wants to use Christmas where you forget about Jesus. He wants you to get all the presents, but you don't remember Jesus. And after Christmas, come on now. All hell breaks loose in your life but I'm learning, come on now that I've got to hold up the shield of protective faith come on now, the shield of faith, come on now, that it will extinguish all the flaming arrows that the enemy throws at me, come on now, and then he says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, come on now, I, I, I got my faith, I got my shield of faith, but he says, I don't want you to walk out here and your head is uncovered so now I need you to put on the helmet of salvation come on now the helmet that causes you to understand that sin operates in the mind that sin is conceived in the mind that if my mind can be saved that if my mind can be transformed that if my mind can be renewed that I can live strong and I can understand how I'm going to fight against the wiles of the enemy but I gotta arm myself Come on now, reference it here. Isaiah says in Isaiah 59 and 17, he put on righteousness like a breastplate. 
a helmet of salvation on his head, and he put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in zeal as a mantle. Come on now. The, the armor of God is so strong, y'all didn't understand. That's why I'm preaching. You got to live strong, but you can't live strong naked. You can't live strong being apart from God. You got to live strong understanding that the word of God is your armor. Come on now. No weapon, come on now, formed against me cannot prosper. Come on now. No weapon. When I'm armed with the, when I'm armed with the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, come on now, my dignity Come on now, an upright heart. When my waist is sharp and my waist is tightened with, with integrity and moral consciousness. Come on now. Uh, we're fighting in this country against moral and immoral consciousness. Come on now. Leaders are making immoral decisions. He says, tighten your waist so that you have moral dignity. Come on now, hear it. My head is covered. Come on now, when the thoughts come in my mind and tell me to do something that I know is wrong, I have on the helmet of salvation, a helmet that'll keep me, a helmet that'll protect my mind, that'll protect my thoughts. Come on now, sin is conceived in your mind. Come on now, sin starts with a thought. And that's why he says, you not only need a breastplate, you not only need a shield of faith, you not only need a waistband of truth, you not only need shoes of peace, but you need something that'll stop you from moving into sin. You need something that'll protect your mind from the nasty and evil thoughts and the evil concepts of the enemy that'll cause you to begin to think that you're God. That'll cause you to think that you don't have to have God in your life. That'll cause you to think that you can do it on your own. That'll cause you to think that you can take a year off of church and never have to come back. And you only run because you get in trouble. I need y'all to be, I, I need you to be real, 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 real careful right now. The enemy wants to separate you from the church. The enemy wants to pull you so far away that when all hell breaks loose, you don't even know that hell is broken loose. You're still sitting at home crying and wondering why is God doing this because you disconnected yourself and because you did not arm yourself if you want to live strong reconnect by arming yourself with the armor of God as I close here today uh, come on now uh, with all prayer and petition always pray with specific request on every occasion and in every season in spirit and with this in view, stay alert. Come on now. I, I need mommy and daddy. Stay alert. Watch your kids. Come on now. With all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people, uh, putting on the armor of God rests right here in this last scripture that we need to stay alert with all perseverance and petitioning by interceding in prayer for all God's people. Come on now. Uh, we, need to we need to intercede for everybody. Come on now. Not just your favorite person. Not just the one you know. Not just the one who doesn't make you mad. But we need to intercede for our enemies. We need to intercede for our persecutors. We need to intercede for the family that lied on us. Come on now. You need to intercede for your job. We need to intercede for those who are lost, broken, and hurt and need to be restored. We need to intercede for our nation. We need to 
intercede for our leaders, our president. We need to intercede for Congress, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, whatever you might want to be. We need to intercede for policies that are being put together to destroy our children 20 and 30 years after you and I are gone. Come on now. We need to intercede right now for educational systems. We need to intercede over the entertainment. We need to intercede over science. We, we need to intercede over medicine. Come on now. We need to intercede over God's people because the rulers, the powers, the world forces, and the spiritual wickedness in high places is working through people. It's not just working through the enemy, but the enemy is using people to distract us and to distract you from teaching the principles of God to your children, your sons and daughters. Come on, hear me now. Living strong is being fully and completely armed with God's armor and protection so that we can stand firm in holding our ground against the works of the enemy. By putting on the whole armor of God, it safeguards our relationship and communion with him so that we can resist the day of danger. What is the day of danger? The day of danger says that your child wakes up one morning and walks out and never returns back home. The day of danger says that you wake up one morning and you go to the doctor not understanding that you're going to get a bad report. The day of danger, you might be in a fight for your life. The day of danger is when the enemy comes to unload every attack. He comes to unload his suitcase and he drops it off at your front door and he sets a spiritual suicide bomb to destroy you. And because you're not in the right place, you open up the wrong box. You open up the wrong door. I, I, I'm not being offensive and, and I hope that somebody didn't take this being offensive, but, but the enemy is a terrorist. Come on now. The devil wants to steal, kill, and to destroy your life openly. Come on now. And this is what is being done. Men are being killed openly in the streets. Murder is happening in our streets in broad daylight where little children are being murdered. Mother and father are being destroyed in front of their family. The enemy doesn't care. And as long as you stay away from the church, as long as you make excuse that three o'clock is too much, and as long as you make an excuse that I can't pay my tithing offering, but I, but I got to do this, but you keep taking a vacation, and you keep buying this, and you keep buying this, as long as you keep making excuse, the enemy is going to wait on you to not be prepared, and you're going to walk through the wrong door, and you're going to meet the day of danger without being armed with the presence of God. My prayer today is, is that you and I will understand the value of being armed with the armor of God. It's for our generations. We're fighting against the tactics, the schemes, and the tricks of the enemy. Our prayer this week is that we will remain strong in the Lord by drawing upon his strength. Our prayer this week is that we will remain strong in the Lord by being in harmony and in sync 
with his will and plan of authority for our lives. Our prayer this week is that we will remain strong in the Lord by being empowered through his boundless might. Remember, God's might and power to defeat the enemy of darkness has no limitations. But just like God's power and might has no limitations, the moment that you disarm yourself from the armor of God, you give the enemy full reign and full authority to attack your life. He's already attacking the believers. But why disconnect? My prayer today is that you and I will reconnect, will reposition, will re-strategize some things in our life and, and come back to God and we'll understand that we need to fight with the armor of God. Staying away from God is not fighting with the armor. I know many of you are going through hurt right now and disappointment, but fight with the armor of God so that you may stand firm with your feet to the ground understanding that the enemy wants to take away your relationship. He wants to corrupt and he wants to contaminate your ability to have faith in God, to believe that God will provide for you, that God is going to heal your body. So Father, protect our minds with the shield, with the helmet of salvation. Father, allow us to lift up the shield of faith as a protective banner that says to the enemy that we're fighting with the word of God. Father, we thank you that as the enemy tempted Jesus in the, in the wilderness, he took him and he said, come on now, make these stones into bread. And Jesus turns around and he says, man shall not live by bread alone. He takes him up to the mountain and he says, just jump off. He tempts Jesus the same way Jesus was tempted, but he was armed with the armor of God that he was able to resist the enemy. Give us the ability to resist the enemy so that we're able to stand firm, being completely and fully clothed and armed, immovable and victorious so that we're able to see our generations prosper. I want to be saved today. I hear you, Pastor G. I, I want to rededicate my life. I, I want to get back. All you have to do is just lift your hands and say, Lord, come into my heart. Lord, come into my heart today. Lord, I give you my life. I repent of all of my sin. I acknowledge that you died on the cross. You rose again. And now you're my Savior and you're my Lord. You did it so that I might have life more abundantly. I want to be saved today. Will you save me, Lord? If you repeated that prayer with me, he saved you. But now I want, to, I, just want to, I want him to be my Lord. Arm yourself with the preachings and the teachings. I need a church home. I want you to join. If it's not here, I want you to find your grandmama's church. I, I, I want you to find somewhere where you can go and be fed. If you want to rededicate yourself, I'm talking to some Rock Church members. I'm, I'm talking to some members. I'm talking to my men. Come on now. We are the leaders of our family. And if the men are not coming to church, your families are not coming to church. Come on back. I love you. I appreciate you. This is our prayer. We create relevant moments. We're broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. This is The Rock Church. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Live strong. Arm yourself with the armor of God and resist 
the danger of the day. I love you. God bless you. Peace. Our first installment of our December series, Live Strong, I'm Built For It. I want you to repeat after me, I'm built for it. You're built for it. You, you, the pressures of life, the issues of life have become so overwhelming during this pandemic, it makes you feel like you're not built for it. The reason that you feel that way, I felt that way, many of us have felt that way, is that we've disconnected ourselves from the armor of God. I like what Paul says. He says, be strong in the Lord. The only way that you and I are going to remain strong in the Lord is number one, is that we have to draw our strength from him so that we're empowered to create this union, this, this wonderful union of communion, intimacy, a relationship where I trust God and God trusts me, a relationship where I understand that the enemy has a plan to destroy me and that because I draw upon God's strength and I'm in total and complete trust and in union with him, I'm able to move. Then Paul says that we ought to put on the full armor of God, putting on the full armor of God so that we're able to resist the enemy. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. What is the armor of God? I, I, I talked about it. The armor of God is the armor, that, that, that waistband. Come on now. It's, it's that waistband. Come on now. A, a spiritual waistband of moral and ethical relationships. It's my integrity. Come on, I want to make sure that I'm always walking in personal and moral, ethical integrity. I want to make sure that I not only put that around my waist, but, but then I want to make sure that I, that I have the breastplate of righteousness. I want my heart to always be honest and pure with God. Come on now, I, I really want you to see these spiritual disciplines here on how to live strong. I got to have personal and moral integrity. I have to have an upright heart that is righteous before God, that is guarded, that God will keep and guard my heart with everything that I need him to do. Then I've got to be able to, to put on shoes of peace that bring good news. Come on now, the peace of God that brings hope, the peace of God that brings joy, the, the peace of God that, uh, that allows me to walk into dark places and the peace of God will bring light to where darkness is. Not only that, then I've got I've to learn how to do what? I've got to learn how to lift up that what? That protective shield of faith, the word of God, so that I'm able to do what? To cause the word of God to be a flaming sword that deflects the darts and the fiery arrows that the enemy sends my way. And then I've got to do what? I've got to put the helmet of salvation on. I want to have my mind in the right place. I want God to keep my mind. I, I want God to give me peace. I, I want God to give me the understanding. I, I want to rid my mind of having those sinful and ungodly thoughts that cause me to make bad choices in my life. The enemy has a plan to destroy you, but God has a better plan. He says it in Jeremiah 29 11. My plans are to prosper you and not to destroy you. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. God's plans are to do what? To prosper, to prosper, and to give you hope, and to bring you salvation, and to give you peace. This is my prayer. 
I want you to stay with us. I want you to come back. I want you to visit us. I, I want you to join. I, I really want you to begin to walk with your pastor in this season. If you're at home and you're making an excuse that you can't get to church, then what you're saying to God is that you want to remain in a place where you're disconnected from having the armor of God so that when the danger, the day of danger hits your life, you still don't know how to get back. The enemy attacks you so much that by the time you get back, there just seems like there's just no hope left. Don't wait to that day. I want you to get back. Don't make an excuse to not give your time. Don't make an excuse to go out and spend $2,000 on Christmas presents and you don't bless the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not begging. I'm not mad. But I really want to talk to you today. The Lord wants to give you armor to protect you and your family. The only way that you do that is that you have to be in union with him. You have to have the relationship with him. Pastor G, I pray at home. We all pray at home. There's a moment where you got to come from your house and begin to hear the word of God. Whether you're here virtually, I would love for you to be here with me. It's been two years since I've seen all of you. This is my prayer. I love you. I appreciate you. Merry Christmas as we celebrate the season of Advent. Jesus is the reason for the season. Arm yourself with the grace, goodness, peace, and favor of the Lord so that you're able to stand firm in the day of danger. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week. I'll see you real soon.